We are so delighted to have Pastor Tom Bush with us. Uh, we love Brother Bush. This is such a great man of God who has a servant's heart and uh, is just such a blessing to the kingdom of God. And we are so happy and delighted that he and his family are with us this morning at East Wind. Would you make him feel welcome, Brother Tom Bush, pastor of the Sanctuary Fort Walton Beach. God bless. Praise the Lord. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord today? To feel, to experience the move of God. Not just to talk about it, but to experience it. Life-changing. Woo! Mercy. Feels great in the house. It would be easy to just follow the spirit of worship that we are feeling, but I am going to the Word today to redeem the time. I want to say give honor to Pastor and his family, Bishop and his family, all of you, the wonderful people of God. We love you. It's good to be here. Amen. Good to see Brother Chris Green again. God bless him. Great to have my family with me. Amen. We just are excited to be in the house of the Lord with you, to see all that God is doing, and to give him the glory, because it is his kingdom, and it is for his glory. In Jesus' name. I'm reading 15 verses today. Forgive me for the reading, so I don't know what your custom is. Maybe a little lengthy. If you want to be seated, you can. If you want to stand, you can. Um, I only say that for the amount of verses. But I begin with Job chapter 14, verse number 1, preaching miracles in times of trouble. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. That seems a bit depressing, doesn't it? <laughs> he fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. And dost thou open thine eyes upon such an one and bringest me into judgment with thee? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. Turn from him that he may rest till he shall accomplish as an hireling his day. For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. But man dieth and wasteth away. Yea, man giveth up the ghost, and where is he? As the waters fail from the sea, and the flood decayeth and drieth up, so man lieth down and riseth not, till the heavens be no more. They shall not awake, nor be raised out of their sleep. Oh, that thou wouldest hide me in the grave. Listen to that. That thou wouldest keep me secret until thy wrath is past. You talk about not understanding what you're going through. Thinking that you're going through the wrath of God when indeed it is nothing more than a season of growth. Woo. Feel the Holy Ghost. That thou wouldest appoint me a set time and remember me. If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Thou shalt call and I will answer thee. Thou wilt have a desire to work to the work of thine hands. 
under the reading of the word of the Lord. Everybody said in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you. You can be seated. Job has been preached about in so many different places and so many different ways. And what an example this iconic man of Scripture truly is. A man by all accounts that lived pre-flood and pre-law is a man of whom we draw much example, much understanding, and many of the great things about who God is and how he works. Job is a man that is truly a man that has not sinned, a man that has not committed a transgression against his God, a man who is cared for and prayed for others, a man of both friends and means, a man, or could I say an individual, who is simply minding his own business, taking care of his family, doing no, what he knows to do is right. A man not given to wine or filthy lucre as the scripture admonishes us not to be. A man who did not seek for trouble or ask for trouble. A man known for wisdom, for integrity and wealth. He had the respect in all the land. And yet Job entered a season of his life that would alter every aspect of who he was. This individual was about to go through something that he didn't ask for. Anybody know about that? I didn't ask for the problem. I didn't ask for the trial. I didn't ask for the situation. And in the midst of it all, Job is plunged into something he never anticipated. And he ultimately didn't seem to have prepared for. As Job is in the middle of this, we find, and it's always interesting to me, how that Job goes through a total loss in one day. But it, what's interesting about that is that when he lost all of his camels, there was one that was left to bring the bad news. <laughs> when he lost everything, there was always one to come and talk about how bad it was. And how everything was falling apart. You're always going to have the naysayer around you. And those that will try to discourage your faith. But even before I get started in this message this morning. I want to remind you, amen, that greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. I want to remind you today that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper and that you are a child of God and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. Somebody ought to shout if you know that's true. Somebody ought to declare the mercy of God if you've ever been in that valley. And God's had to bring you through. Life's full of things that disappoint. Our own failures. Our fears. If there's anything that's happened, we've seen through all of last year, the fear that has gripped the hearts of humanity. What happens though in isolated places, and I'm not diminishing, we've had 
numbers abouts with, with, with all of this, and so I'm not diminishing any of that. I'm simply talking about it. One thing that I have seen, though, is that when we live in a place of isolation, we also see anxiety set in on people. Next thing you know, we're seeing depression crop up in people's lives. If there's anything the adversary would like more than anything else is to try to bring a separation to the people of God because he knows that there's something powerful in unity. When we begin to worship the Lord together, I want you to know it'll put a devil on the run. It'll answer a prayer in your life. It'll minister in your home. It'll work in your family. It'll do something great in your own mind and in your own heart. You'll begin to speak faith new and faith afresh in the unity of the praises of the people of God. You wonder why that what we're going through attacks the lungs? Because the adversary would like to silence your worship. He would like to silence your praise. I don't want to get sidetracked here because I'm going somewhere this morning, but I truly believe as I stand in this house today that it is time for the church in this hour to say, bless God, you brought us this far and you brought us through every trouble and trial and tribulation that we've ever faced and you're not going to abandon us now. You're not going to quit on us now. You didn't bring us this far to leave us now. Is there anybody that can testify to what I'm preaching this morning that the Lord is on your side? Somebody ought to shout for victory. Somebody ought to shout with the voice of praise. But it's easy because man becomes confused when he doesn't understand the dilemma. He becomes confused. We read in the reading, what, what did it say? And there's so much of Job, the, the first roughly 40 chapters of Job are filled with the problem. What Job doesn't understand and and even when you get to the end of it, we don't ever find that God speaks to Job and tells Job, hey, this is why you went through that. Sometimes you may not understand, but it doesn't make him any less God. We don't find where the Lord came down and, and said to Job, listen, but I, I just need to let you know, the devil and I were talking and I spoke to the devil about you being a man of integrity. The Lord only lists three men in Scripture that he called a men of integrity. I know there were numerous, but three specific that the Lord said that's a man of integrity. Job was one of those men. We don't find that the Lord came down and he said, I need you to know why you're about to go through this. He didn't offer a solution or an explanation, but, but roughly 40 chapters we read about Job and all that he had gone through, all that he's experienced. The pain, the agony, the frustration, the, 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 the fact that he doesn't understand. He doesn't know why. The Bible lets us know in Psalms chapter 90 and verse 10 that man's days are short and full of trouble. The days of our years are three score and ten. If by reason of strength they be four score, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off. We fly away. James 14 and or 4 and 14 says, Whereas we know not what we shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor. It's here for a little time, and then it vanisheth away. We understand that life is short, 
And only what's done for God is going to last. But in the process of life, sometimes we lose sight of the fact that the Lord is working on our behalf. He is working all things together for the good to them that love the Lord, to those that are called according to his purpose. Is there anybody in this house today that will shout because you're going through a battle, but you've made up in your mind you're going to come out on the other side? Is there anybody with a declaration of your faith that said, I may be going through the fire right now, but the Lord is my strength? Well, I believe there's a shout in the people of God. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. You're in the right place for a miracle. You're in the right place to be encouraged in the Lord today. He's our protector, provider. He's everything, first and last, beginning and end. Just pick an adjective. We aren't even smart enough to pick all the adjectives that apply to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The God that you serve is greater than any devil in hell. The God that you serve is bigger than any problem you're facing. The God that you serve loves you even more than you love yourself. And so in the midst of things, sometimes it's easy to forget. Genesis 1.27 says, God created man in his own image. The image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed him. Very first thing that he did. You've heard that. Very first thing that he did. He made him and he said, I want to bless you. That word bless there, and I don't have to read the rest of that. You can see it. The word bless there in the Hebrew means that he showed them the benefits of their relationship with him. You want to know about blessing? Paul said in the 16th chapter of the book of Romans, he said, I come in the blessings of the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are a blessed people today. I know you've been through the flood and the fire. I know you've been through the ups and the downs. I know you've dealt with disappointment, abandonment, fear, and failure. But I want to tell you today that you're in the right place to see the Spirit of the Lord move and minister anew and minister afresh and bring deliverance into your life. Sometimes it's easy to miss the things going on around us. I want to skip down just a little bit because I will run out of time if I'm not careful. And I want to be mindful of that, all right? Praise the Lord. I want to tell you today, though, that our life many times can become stopped up. Now, keep in mind, and I'm, I'm applying this to Job because I want to see me in this. You ever considered a window that you look out of? Windows are beautiful in homes. You have all kinds of windows, but of all the things about windows, there's something very powerful, and that is they have a drain at the bottom. Either side of a single window, barring some of the very older windows, they will, they will always have a drain. You know why? Because condensation or water that seeps in around the window will always have a place to run off. I was working in a place not long ago, and I took a video so that I could show the man I was working for. I took a video, and, and, and when I did, I, I showed him that his window drains were stopped up. But it was very interesting. They'd been stopped up for several years. And he was starting to get leaking back into his house. And as I opened the window drain, the water began to flow. I was, I was about 28 feet off the ground on a, on a ladder. And 
and the water began to run. It ran all the way down the wall and soaked the wall. And when he saw that, all he could say was, thank you for finding the problem. Our life through situations sometimes can become so stopped up to the problem that we miss the fact that God's wanting us to get rid of some things so that we can function as we should again in him. There's things in our life that happen, and I want to move on because I'm going to use a couple of personal illustrations today. There's things in our life that happen uh, not long ago, and there are things that come into our life that are helps for us. Church is such an amazing help for our mental sake, right? Coming into the house of the Lord, sharing with the people of God. The affirmation uh, that we read here for the offering, what a powerful affirmation. When I speak it out loud, you know what that's doing? It's releasing faith in my own life because I'm hearing myself say it. And when that is released into the atmosphere, whoo! <laughs> that's why they still pick up radio stations that have Amos and Andy playing. So when you lift your voice and give God the glory in this house, I want you to know when you speak it out loud, it is one thing the devil cannot stop. It is forever released into the atmosphere. I confess I am blessed. I confess the Lord has been good. I confess he brought me out of bondage. I'm here today to praise the name of the Lord. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. Somebody ought to lift your voice and say thank God. God, I've been delivered. <laughs> Sometimes it's easy not to see the help going on around us. I remember not long ago, we had a situation in the yard where we saw some stuff was moved around and couldn't quite figure out what it was. After a while, we discovered we had a possum in our backyard. You ever seen a possum? You ever seen one up close? Does the word nasty even come close to what it looks like and what it is? I don't think so. They're pretty docile, and they don't typically threaten pets or anything, but boy, are they nasty. So my daughter said to me, my youngest daughter, she said, she said look, uh, Dad, I want to get a trap. Isn't that right, McCara? I want to get a trap, and I want to get this animal out of the yard. And I'm, I was all for that. I mean, I don't like possums. And so we got a trap. Sure enough, we, we got it, and, and, and he, he, was a, he was a monster. I took some pictures of him, sent them to people, said, man, look at this dude. This is a big old possum. Took him out to the woods, and when I opened the, the door, he waddled out of the thing trying to get to the woods. He didn't sprint. He didn't run. He couldn't hardly move. He'd been living in our backyard. Well, I didn't realize it, but I got to study a little bit about possums, and I don't claim to be an expert by any stretch of the imagination. But as I begin to look, I found out some things about them. One of the things is they eat ticks by the thousands. Who would have thought, why are they even on this planet? Well, they eat ticks. And by the way, if you're afraid of snakes, they are a big killer of poisonous snakes. That's a pretty good reason to go buy a possum. Well, almost. <laughs> Careful. I let that possum go, and then I had to go back to the woods and stand on the side of the road and say, here, kitty, kitty. 
Actually, that didn't happen, okay. Let me make sure I'm off with you this morning. But I didn't realize that what didn't look good to me was actually something that was working on my behalf. What I couldn't see is there was something bigger going on. And the snakes that my kids are afraid of, the Lord was keeping them out of my house. And I got rid of the answer before I realized it was the answer in my yard. How many times have we looked around and God's given us something and we said, Lord, that's not what I want and that's not how I like it. And the Lord said, I'm blessing you. You don't even realize it right now. You can't even see it right now. But what God is doing in your life is a blessing for you and a blessing for your family and a blessing for your ministry. Somebody shout amen if you believe it. So God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. I'm going to tell you just a few brief stories here today. Just I, I don't know. I, I just really felt this. Last night and this morning, so I'm going with it today. This would not have been the message I would have preached, I promise you. It's what I feel, what, what I really felt this morning. So we're going with it, in Jesus' name. I remember when we went to Fort Walton Beach, we were in the will of God. Now, trust me, and I, my family can testify to this. I appreciate my family so very much because I couldn't do anything without them. They're amazing people. But when we went to Fort Walton Beach, I'll never forget that we had a lot of expense. We'd really come off the road evangelizing and different things had happened. And, and so it, it was a big expense. And, and, and I, let me just leave it at that. It was, it was very, very complicated, that move. It was very, very complicated. We were having to live in Pensacola where my parents live and drive the 60 miles one way, 65 miles one way to get to church. We were pulling a trailer we were setting up in a, in a place, and, and then we'd have to break everything down and pull the trailer back to Pensacola. It was, it was just very difficult. We'd been there two months, and in two months, I went to the dentist and had a couple of wisdom teeth taken out on the right side, and shortly after that, I began to feel things in my throat, shortly meaning within a couple of weeks, and went to the doctor, had, had uh, throat cancer. I'm here doing the will of God, Brother Myers. Woo! Come on! You know how we get so excited sometimes, right? We're, I'm just, we're fired up, man. Man, they don't have to do anything to get us to shout. I don't need music to shout. You follow what I'm saying? But right out of nowhere, right in the middle of the will of God, Right in the middle of the move of the Holy Ghost. I didn't, I didn't have my wife with me. I'm down at the ear, nose, throat, the NT. And he, he looks in my, in my mouth about 15 seconds and he says, you have stage two throat cancer. He said, at this point, he said, you have about a 30% mortality rate. So you're in good shape there and about a 70% life rate. He said, the nurse will help you from here. And he turned and walked out the door. Well, I, what, do you, what do you do? You've been involved. Many of you have been involved in our, our cancer process and have been so, uh, just so tremendous in some of the things that you sent. It was such an encouragement to us. But out of nowhere, 
we were in the will of God. Job mistook what he was going through for the wrath of God. It was not the wrath of God. Be careful what you blame God for. We live in an hour when we ought to lift up the name of the Lord. We ought to declare the goodness of God. We need to shout because he brought us out. We need to dance because we've been delivered. Come on, am I making sense this morning? The Lord didn't bring you this far to dump you off somewhere. The Lord is on your side, and he's not going to leave you now. Oh, I wish somebody would give the Lord a shout right now. Woo! Hallelujah. I was a horrible cancer patient. God bless my wife. The fact that she's still in the church amazes me. I was difficult. I was irritable. I was taking meds that were causing me to have psychedelic dreams. I was pacing up and down outside. The list goes on and on and on. I became addicted to fentanyl for a short period of time until I realized what the problem was. There was different things. I was preaching. I didn't even realize what was going on. And I I say that. I, I didn't realize what was happening. But I'm preaching, and I'm having to go out the back door, and anyway, you get the story. Because life will throw things your way that you didn't anticipate. Did it put me out of the will of God? No, absolutely not. But it did something in me that forever changed the trajectory of my ministry. And I realized coming out on the other side that I had a witness and I had a testimony. I had something to shout about. You may have gone through the flood. You may have gone through the fire. You may be dealing with something right now. I encourage you. It's time to shout in the middle of your pain. You are coming out. You are coming out. Somebody ought to praise him in advance. Somebody ought to give him the glory in advance. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody got a praise in this place? Anybody that can thank God for what he's done? Anybody that can worship because he's been so good to you? Come on, I ain't got nothing to complain about. I don't have anything, amen, to complain about. I've come to lift up the name of the Lord. Amen, Brother Hayes, he's brought you through. He's brought you out. Amen, God's done a miracle. My Lord Jesus. Oh, there's an explosion in this house. Somebody's got getting a clear vision of what God's doing right now. He hadn't forgotten you. You're not going through his wrath, but he's in love with you, and you're the apple of his eye. Come on, somebody ought to go ahead and lift their hands right now. Amen. And just throw your hands into the air and just praise him. Amen. With something that wells up inside of you that says, thank God, I'm not what I used to be. I am a child of God. (laughs) 
Oh, Lord, I don't know whether to keep preaching. I, I just feel an anointing in this house right now. There's such a move of the Spirit right now. There's somebody that's getting a fresh revelation. There's somebody that's making up in their mind. I'm not going to let this thing stop me. I'm not going to let this thing stop me. I am going to worship the Lord. Come on, let, let me just give you a little more. I want to give you some more. I, I just I need to because they're powerful. God bless you. Forgive me if I get out of line. I'll try not to. I don't want to usurp the spirit. The spirit is number one. Amen. The spirit is number one. So this is this is being in the will of God and trouble happens. Then about a year and a half ago, there was the unction of prayer right before the disaster. I'm talking about God doing things in our life and Many times we, we, we just, we don't see it because the problem's so big. So on a Sunday night and we were right at the end of service and you know how God is. He's just so amazing. He rocks the house and you just get in there and flow with it. You know how it is. You, you people under good leadership, you know what it's all about. You get that. At the end of service, one of the brothers come, he said, Pastor, can we just pray for you? Well, I, I don't ever turn down prayer. I'm like, yeah. You know, bring it on. Let's do it. It's a Sunday night right as we're closing out the service, and they prayed for me, laid hands on me, and prayed for me. And 10 o'clock the next morning, nothing happened, you know, that night. And fire didn't come down from heaven. I didn't feel any extra goosebumps. But I did receive the prayer in faith in Jesus' name. That's what we do. So the next morning, 10 o'clock, I'm standing on a job. It's actually a new construction job. Never work on new construction jobs. Just we do other things. And so we just so happened to be doing this for a guy. And it was a job in which they required hard hats, and we didn't have one. And we're standing next to a scaffold that goes about four floors in the air. And, and um, we're down at the base, and, and uh, Dad and I were working together. And he said, I'm going to get down in this hole. He said, I want you to stand right here. He said, I want you to hand me things as I need them because I can't get out. I can't move. And I said, okay, that's fine. So I'm standing there, and I'm watching him, waiting for instruction, and he's down in the hole, and as we are, and I'm standing there, and in a moment's time, my head goes black, and I am seeing stars, and I realize something has happened to me as I am staggering back, there, there's not much lot line to, to these homes. They're, they're very close together. It's a, a different kind of neighborhood there. And so they're all brand new homes. But I am staggering back across the gravel and my eyes are shut. I'm falling backwards and I literally fall against the house behind me. I'm standing there trying and I reach over and put my hands on my knees. I am about to fall but I'm not I can't see I can't open my eyes but I am feeling something warm flowing down my face as I get my eyes open I've got blood pouring into my eyes from the top of my head and please forgive me I don't want to get too graphic here bottom line is as I can see it puddling on the on the white gravel below me as I'm looking I hear dad say, hey, hand me so-and-so. And, -so. and I'm, I can't do anything. 
And I take my hand and start wiping my face trying to be able to see clearly. What we ultimately find out after I sit in an ER for eight hours wearing a neck brace that is a one-size-fits-all that, just in case you didn't know, it doesn't fit all. Yeah, I got news for you. Don't ask for a neck brace if you ever go to an ER. I sat in a place with a couple hundred people. Waiting room was packed. I didn't even sit in the waiting room. I was sitting in the back hour. Eight hours I sat there, could not go anywhere, could not move. But what I found out was this. Two floors up, they were using framing guns to nail stuff on that was attached to a hose. And a man had walked out on the scaffold and didn't even see, never even saw it happen. No one but God saw it happen. There wasn't anyone. And that gun fell with its point and hit me right smack on the top of my head and opened it up. The dad was trying his best to get out of the hole and and, and when he was, he was down in there, it was a little difficult situation. And, and the foreman on the job, he's, he's trying to get me to the truck. And he said, I'm going to take you to the hospital. We got in the truck. You know what the first thing he said is? Do you have insurance? I wasn't sure if he was fixed to kick me out. I had no idea. I'm almost done, right? I'm, I'm just looking at the time. I... I, I I, I just said, I, I didn't know what he was fixing to do. I said, well, uh, yeah, I got insurance. He said, all right, I'll take you to the hospital. I was thinking, wow, that was the right answer. <laughs> didn't even realize it. <laughs> wow, strike one, strike two. <laughs> and so in the midst of it all, we go and we, we sit and you know, you know what it was? And, and I, I didn't even think about it at the time. But later on, I realized the night before, prayer had been going up. Pastor, can we pray for you? You never know what's ahead. But God is trying to give you clues that he is with you and that he's not going to leave you and that he's not going to forsake you. God's going to let you know, I'm in the middle of your storm. I couldn't see it. I didn't know. But when I began to think, I remembered somebody put their hands on me and prayed the prayer of faith. I began to say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in my life. Sometimes you've got to learn to praise him when you don't feel like it. You've got to learn to worship when it's not convenient. You've got to shout when the bottom's falling out on you. That's why I'm giving you personal examples today. I'm not going to preach to you something I hadn't gone through. All right, I'm almost done. There's prayer. God has given us things along the way. Then there's also celebrating the victory report when the bottom's falling out. <laughs> I was standing on a job last year as well. Same house I talked about the windows. I was about 28 foot in the air. Had a 32-foot extension ladder extended up the side of a house. It was right on the corner there, and I was up working on a window that was right there. And I got a call from a lady out of state, a lady we've known for many years, my wife and I. Wow, Brother Bush. What is it, sister? 
Woo! Talking about what God had done. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm loaded up with stuff, and I'm, uh, let me get down here so I can help you worship, sister. We're not going to stop a testimony. And, and so I, I got out off the ladder, and I, I walked around the end of the house, and I'm like, yeah, wow, hallelujah. We're just a shouting. And the wind had been blowing very strong that day, and I, <laughs> you know where this is going, right? God is good. And as I turned, the ladder is right there. It, I, one arm goes left-handed, so my phone's in my left hand. One arm is up, and the thing flattens me down on the sidewalk, and my phone skids across the pavement. I'm laying there. I've, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out if I got all my parts and pieces. Nothing's broken. I'm struggling around. I'm getting up. I realize I got a scrape down the side of my arm and I got a little bit of a cut on the side of my head. It's not bad, but boy, is it hurting. I run over there to where the phone is. Pastor, and I picked up the phone. Ow, she's just a shouting. I'm bleeding. Preach that. You know what I'm about? You ever felt like that? I never did tell her what had happened. All I could do was shout with her. You know why? Because there comes a time in your life when you've got to shout through the pain. There comes a time in your life you've got to rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that are weeping. You've got to learn to lift up your voice even when you're going through the bottom. Come on, some of you have been there. Some of you know what I'm talking about today. you got to learn to do it when you don't feel like it. Very quickly, there's also the answer that doesn't look like the answer. I'm all, this is the last one, and then I'm closing, okay? There's the answer that don't look like the answer. We were told in October or September, the last of September 2018, that we had to be out of the building that we had been renting the last five years, four and a half years. We were anticipating being there. We weren't anticipating moving. I get a call one day from the guy that owns it up at the East, and he says, hey, by the way, he says, uh, you need to be out of the building by uh, December. Uh, sure. <laughs> we don't know what to do. I, I, I stood in the pulpit, talked to the church. I said, guys, I have no clue. I just don't feel like that the door is open yet. I said, I don't even know. I said, I've looked all over this town. It was a week later that I'm standing there and I get a call from a realtor and he says, hey, he said something just hit the market this morning. And so ultimately we went to look at it at 4.40 in the afternoon and several of the church people came with us and when we walked through the door, the only thing you could smell and see was mold. And if you're like I am and you don't like mold and it don't like you, messes with your sign, it messes with everything, doesn't it? I walked through that door, and that's all you could smell. It was so pungent, some of the people that were with us had to turn around and walk back outside. I walked through the door, hadn't even looked at the whole thing, and the Lord said, here's your miracle. 
What? There's mold on the walls, Brother Green. Gee, couldn't you just give us something that we wanted? Here's your miracle, bud. Walked in, and there was one brother that was from up north. He's passed on, great man of God, and he sat on that, on that front pew. He just went and said, and when I say there was mold everywhere, that's not even remotely exaggerating. It was a two-story, it's a two-story building. There was mold actually upstairs, and the leak was downstairs. There was mold growing everywhere. He walked in, and he had a big smile on his face, and he felt good. He went out and sat on that row and put his arm up on the side, mold everywhere. He sat right in the middle of it. He said, boy, this is beautiful. See, you can look at the problem, or you can choose to look at what God is doing. You can look around you for something to complain about. Or you can come into this house and say, He that hath begun a good work in me is able to perform it. Under the day that he comes back, somebody needs to know today that the Lord, (laughs) I said the Lord is on your side. Can I shout it for the sake of the devil today? Devil, you need to know we are blessed. Devil, you need to know we've been brought out. Devil, you need to know the Lord is good. Devil, you need to know we're not going back now because the Lord. I said the Lord is our strength. You can remain standing with me today as they're coming. I tell you briefly in Scripture, what the Lord did with Job is he had to go back and redirect. He didn't explain to Job what he was doing. But what he did was he redirected Job's focus to his greatness. See, Job was, was misdirected. He saw the problem. You heard it in 14. Man's cut out like a flower. You almost feel the, the, the frustration. And everything around him was pointing the finger saying, what did you do? Our singers can come. God bless you folks. If, I, I don't, whatever your custom is. But I tell you this today. When God went back and he, you know what he said to Job? He said, I want you to put your clothes on, bud. He said, I don't talk to you a minute. It's like a father talking to his son. He said, come here, I want to talk to you. He said, where were you? The heavens were formed. When I decided that wisdom was one of the characteristics I wanted to take unto myself to make the world. Where were you? How do we even understand that? He gave knowledge and understanding and wisdom and all of these things. And, and the, that's what he said. He, he said, Job, he said, where were you? And sometimes we have to redirect our focus from the problem to the greatness of God. I want to go back to my worship. My worship is going to bring me through. My worship is going to bring me out. My worship is going to deliver me. And I tell you this, 
Simeon and Levi in Scripture. The Bible says that when it came to hand out the blessing, that they were determined to be instruments of cruelty and full of anger. He said, you got two problems in Simeon and Levi, and I don't have time to go through all that. You understand? He said, you got two problems. You know what he did with one? He took Levi, and he said, I'm going to give you the word because the word is going to make you free. And you know what he said to Simeon? He said, I'm going to take and I'm going to put you in the borders of Judah. You've got Judah on your left. You've got Judah on your right. You've got Judah in front of you. And you've got Judah in back. And I want to tell you this today. If you're feeling the failures or the frustrations... And you're dealing with the issues and the situations. I got two words for you. You better stay in the word and you better get your shout on. You better get your shout on. I'm going to be with that today as Brother Green is going to come in just a moment. And as they worship the Lord, I want you to know today that the Lord has brought you this far to let you down now. It's time to lift your voice and give him the praise today in Jesus' name. Lift up your voice and sing for joy. Clap your hands, make a joyful noise. Come on, why don't you step out of your seat right now? Would you come to this altar and somebody give God a shout of praise for just a moment? We need a, a praise break in this house right now. Somebody step out of your seat if you feel comfortable and lead in praise. Somebody let praise lead you to this altar. Somebody let praise lead you through your problem. Somebody let praise lead you through your storm and your darkness. I don't even know what to shout about. I may not know what to sing, but I'm just going to praise the Lord. Let's sing this song together and praise the Lord. somebody beside you if you feel comfortable to connect with somebody I want you to partner with somebody where one can put a thousand to flight two can put ten thousand to flight and a threefold cord is not easily broken oftentimes 
we come through a situation where we can't praise we don't know what to praise we don't know what to say we've got to link together with the body of believers and say will you praise with me would you connect with somebody right now and would you begin to lift up a shout of praise a unison a unified shout of praise in the name of Jesus I worship you I 